Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Rogers play 17 in St. Louis. Tomorrow, the Blues are on the ice right now as we speak. Oilers won eight straight home games. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin now 11-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. For them, it's a tremendous honor. And uh, their staff, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang, are dedicated to ensuring that your customer experience is outstanding. The best way to get a vehicle these days is to order one. Reach out to Brent Ridge Ford at 1-877-477-4. That's one 877 477-3673 or visit brentridge.com and uh, f- courtesy of Brent Ridge Ford we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show we have three play-by-play voices that are all sort of involved uh, one temporarily uh, involved in the show right now Cody Jansen, I did not know this is uh, doing uh, play-by-play now for uh, Cody you can jump aboard here uh, it, the National Lacrosse League, the NLL, is that what you're doing? Yeah, with the Saskatchewan Rush, mainly. Good job. And that's is that stuff on, uh, are those TSN slash ESPN broadcasts? Yeah, yeah, they are this season. Good. Well, congratulations, lad. And, of course, uh, I pinch hit for the uh, five games here for Cam Moon. Emphasis on the word pinch hit, and we're looking forward to getting Cam back in the uh, the stable on uh, Sunday when the Oilers open up a three-game road trip down in Cali as we go to the River Creek Resort Casino for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Our headliner today is Cam Moon. Wilhawk Beef Jerky just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Cam Moon is currently in Bakersfield. Hello, Cam. I miss you, man. How you doing? I miss you, too. Well, I'll see you Saturday, though, so yeah. it's getting close. All right. So, uh, now, do you, do you mind sharing? I mean, it's, it's it's obviously out there that you were in COVID. Yeah. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm 100%. All good to go. Just need the Oilers to get to California to meet up with them. But, yeah, yeah it's all – there was, like, one day where I was – I was sick, and I'm all good since. And and you were a relatively healthy guy, and you don't suffer from self-induced sickness. Uh, no. You know, like some of us maybe did in our 20s a number of years ago uh, <laughs> when we were running a little bit too hard. But it, it was uh, – can we, can, we can we tell a quick story just about how you let me know that uh, you uh, may have been in a little bit of a COVID protocol situation? Is, are you cool with that if we shed some insight? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, throw all the cards on the table. All right. So uh, when we go to uh, American cities, there's a chain, uh, a subway place called Potbelly. And so, yeah. so we landed uh, in Dallas uh, a week ago Monday after playing the Colorado Avalanche and got into the hotel at about 3.30. And at 3.45, I get a text. And what does the text say, Cameron? <laughs> it said we're not going to Potbelly tomorrow. And I'm like... Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. And at that point, I'm like, oh no. So you got notified after testing that morning in Colorado uh, that you test pot. Now, now the funny thing is, Cam, you had just tested like a day earlier, right? Back I know. Then. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. However it goes, it goes. There you go. You know. That's how it is. And if in two more weeks, you wouldn't have had to test at all, and you would have never known. 
right? Other than having like a half a day illness. So for yeah. anybody out there who's suffered, and, and of course, Cam, you are vaccinated, but for anybody out there who has suffered a loss or significant illness, you know, hey, our hearts go out to you. Uh, we're not making light of it. Just it has been no. a frustrating, exasperating experience. Uh, I know I, 11 days away, I, the only person that was happy were my wife, uh, my two kids, uh, the three cats for sure. I think the dog was a little bit upset that I was gone for, for that long, uh, but definitely the cats were not. Uh, and, uh, and and for you, uh, you, you make the best of each situation. That's kind of how you roll, isn't it, Cam? That's how I roll, yes. I am going to deal with curveballs, and, and that's the way it is, but I'm going to make the best of it. And the quite honestly, the Bakersfield experience has been wonderful. Uh, everybody here uh, associated with the Condors has been incredibly welcoming and, and outstanding. And I ran into a bunch of the coaching staff from Henderson at the hotel on uh, Tuesday when they rolled in. Uh, Manny Viveros is the, is the head coach, and of course uh, was with the Oilers as an assistant before that. Coached in the WHL, played in the WHL, and yeah, it was it was nice meeting up with them, visiting them. Get, got to see a game last night. I'll see a game tomorrow night, and uh, then meet up with you on Saturday. And, and Bob, if I can pull it off today. There's a junior college baseball game later this afternoon that I want to get to. So I'm, I'm trying to maximize my Bakersfield experience. So you said something about being able to deal with the curveball. Could you, because you are a baseball guy, could you either throw one or hit off of a curveball? I can foul one off if I'm lucky. <laughs> and to throw one, it would be the biggest meatball ever. So I wouldn't say that I'm very skilled at, at either, quite honestly. All right. Now your son, Levi Converse, he's a pretty good ball player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, working at an, a high school academy right now, and he's played the last couple summers over in Europe. He can hit a curveball. And... <laughs> He can throw one pretty good, too. There we go. All right, so down at Bakersfield, what did you think of the setup down there for the players? Oh, unreal. Like, I love this. I'm sitting in the rink right now. Practice just ended. It's it's the perfect size. Uh, about a you know, six 7,000-seat building. Uh, you got the, the hotel. I know where the visitor, visiting team stays right next door. But I could not get over how much space they have for for the dressing room for training for the coaching staff for everybody uh that they have you know you pretty much run of the building i know there are some concerts and some things that do come in that uh that can displace them from time to time but not very often so they've they've got a tremendous amount of square footage and have made the the most of it as a guy that has seen a lot of different setups at a lot of different levels and i really appreciate seeing that because it, it, that's the you know the guts in behind the team and and what makes a place special especially for the players coming in like you want to have a really good environment they got an amazing environment here uh, you can get everything done in, in one stop and uh, just a tremendous workout facility like yeah this is this is a great setup for uh, for minor pro for sure we're joined by one of the Oilers two radio play-by-play voices this season Cam Moon and of course Jack Michaels who does Rogers Regional TV Cam Moon's with us right now from Bakersfield all right uh, put on I, I know that 
Brent Sutter often went to you for your assessment of players during your time in Red Deer. And it was, uh, I'm, I'm sure you orchestrated some of the bigger deals like the Jake DeBrus trade that brought Jake in from Swift Current. I'm having some fun with you there, Cam. Yeah, you are. But uh, what, let's get to specifics. You played goal in the Western Hockey League. Let's start with Stuart Skinner. I mean, was it an easy workload for him last night? He got another shutout. He's up to a 9.23 save percentage. He's 16-3 and 5 in the season. How did Skinner look for you at that level? He looked good in the third period. In the first two periods, he, quite honestly, he just didn't have much to do. He only faced 12 shots and not very many uh, you know, high-danger situations. In the third period, when it was already 4 nothing for the Condors, I would say Henderson got a few good looks, and Stuart Skinner was was solid. He's he's five zero and one in his last six starts here. He's the his save percentage is at nine twenty three. He's clearly playing very well at this level. Although last night would have been a difficult game to to assess, only because he wasn't very busy. Henderson's been uh, decimated a bit with Vegas having a bunch of injuries. Henderson has lost a bunch of players up to the big club. So it was expected that the Condors would win yesterday and 4 nothing probably flattered Henderson. But I thought Stuart Skinner was solid when called upon. It, it's always telling when a goaltender gets a, a shutout, but he doesn't get one of the three stars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just means he wasn't very busy, and Stuart wasn't very busy last night. How many shutouts did you get in junior? Uh, one. And it was in Junior A. Oh, you never got a, a shutout in the Western Hockey League? No, heck no. How many times no. do you think you were a star in the WHL? I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. It happened. I remember going out and getting, you know, a gift at center ice from somebody for whatever the three stars were that night. But, yeah, it, it occasionally, you know, I may have, you know, back-ended into a few of those. Sure. All right. Uh, Dylan Holloway had three assists, including a couple pretty nice ones. Uh, well, what did you see out of Holloway last night? He was he was amazing. Uh, and granted, I'm, I'm watching one game. Uh, but in that one game, uh, Dylan Holloway was, was solid. He, yeah, he sets up three different goals. He was playing with Brad Malone and Colton Sevier, who really worked well with him. The, the first assist was on a power play, and, and Condors opened up a seam through the middle, and he had to make this bullet pass. And if you don't have a guy like Brendan Perlini who scored the goal, if you don't have a guy like Perlini who can shoot the puck the way he shoots the puck, this goal doesn't happen because he absolutely rifled it. But it was it was a big-time pass because that, that seam was only open for a split second for Holloway to zip the pass through. And then the the goal that uh, was the setup to Colton Sevier, which was just a tap in from the side of the net. I, I don't know if fans have seen it yet on Twitter, but it's out there. If you go to the Bakersfield Condors, uh, it was tweeted out last night. It's just an amazing play. It's something that you would see uh, almost like like in in like a, a drop in game or something. It was such a skilled play. Uh, that he just there's Sevier for a tap in goal, but I, I thought he was really quick. I thought he created. Uh, he saw a lot. Like he could, it was clear that he is is an above average setup player because of what he could see out on the ice, and that line worked incredibly well together. To me, when I when I was down there, and they weren't great that night. They played San Diego, and San Diego kind of shut them down a bit, but. Uh, 
it was the guy that kind of for me, Brendan Perlini didn't look like he belonged in that league. You know what I mean? A six foot three guy that could skate like that and had a shooter's instinct and he's continued strong performance. Obviously, Cam, we saw a fair amount of him up here earlier. He had four goals in seven games at one stretch. Uh, what did you think of him? Well, he was he had jump and when he gets the puck, he shoots because he's got that great shot and and that's like he's let's get ten goals here in fifteen games. Like last night, he probably had five or six shots on goal of you know pretty decent quality because he gets it and it's not dusting it off. Like it's he's sending that thing to the net ASAP. And he had really, I, I really liked his jump last night. He just looked incredibly engaged. And, and when you when you're out there uh, and at they were rotating right wingers with that line because uh, Cooper Marodi got injured early in the game. So they were seeing a, a lot of different uh, right wingers. But yeah, Perlini, the, the fact that he only scored one goal last night was really a, a testament to the net minding of Henderson because uh, he could have had three. Uh, anybody stand out in the backhand, Cam Moon? Yeah, to me, uh, I thought Marcus Niemelainen played that solid defensive game. I, I thought his gap, like he kept it, it was a tight gap through the neutral zone. So anytime uh, the Silver Knights were coming through center ice with control of the puck, he was not easily giving up the blue line. And if they did get over the blue line, they didn't have a lot of room or time to make a play. Uh, I thought Nemo Lyon was good that way. Three minutes into the game, of course, he absolutely crushed somebody. Uh, as other fans have come to know and love, that he takes the body. you got to know where he is on the ice. I, it was three minutes in, and it was just this thunderous boom up against the boards. And I didn't even have to look at the number as to who delivered it. And I was like, oh, clearly that's going to be Marcus Niemelainen. So, yeah, I thought his game uh, defensively was incredibly solid. All right. Uh, you got another game there, and then we're going to meet you in Anaheim. Cam, thank you very much for joining us here, courtesy of Brent Ridge Ford on Oilers Now. All right, thanks. Say hi to everybody at Brent Ridge Ford. And Cody Jansen knows his movie, Super Bad, is unbelievable. There you go. He was listed. That is Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network. We'll wrap up Oilers now with this day in Oilers history when we return. Interested to see who starts tomorrow for both teams. Miko Koskinen picking up a couple victories here against Arizona and LA to improve to 25-10-3. Vili Huso, who, who is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, has supplanted Jordan Bennington, who won the Stanley Cup back in 1819 and has been the much better goaltender in the balance of the season. Uh, Edmonton and St. Louis tomorrow. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50-plus years for a menu. And a list of the 15 Edmonton and area locations. They also got Royal Pizzas in Red Deer and in Calgary. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. We go to this day in Oilers history for New West travel. Again, if you're looking for a great Oilers playoff roadie, you can register now with New West travel to watch the Oilers play on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you can go online 
at newwesttravel.com. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Cody Jansen. Let's go back to 1985. Paul Coffey picks up a hat-trick and two assists, while Wayne Gretzky adds a five points of his own as the Oilers dump the Blackhawks 7-3 in Chicago. An interesting note here, Mark Messier and Mark Bergevin, they dropped the gloves in the second period of this one. You're not going to believe this. I brought that up with Mark Bergevin yesterday. He's now with the L.A. Kings. I did not know you were going to mention that. And uh, lo and behold, um, I, I said, now, was it you or Jerome DuPont that Mark Messier fought? So in that 1984-85 season, many fans will realize that the Edmonton Oilers sent a single series record with most goals scored in one series, and it was only a six-game series against Chicago. The Oilers blew out the Blackhawks in Game 1 and Game 2 at at what was then known Northlands Coliseum. The Hawks came back and won Game 3 and Game 4. Remember, Dave Semenko had a back injury and was fighting Ben Wilson, and Wilson did okay. Donnie Jackson came back for Edmonton in Game 5 and neutralized uh, Ben Wilson. Um, And then the Oilers uh, blew the Hawks out in Game 5 and Game 6. Off the top of my head, I think, I know Wayne Gretzky had 47 points, and I know Yari Curry had 12 goals in the six games alone against the Chicago Blackhawks um, in that series. Did Edmonton get to 40 goals in one series? They might have gotten to 40 goals in 80-45. So they beat them during the regular season, 7-3 as well. And Mark Messi and Mark Bergevin dropping the flippers. There you go. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers playoff roadie? Register online now at newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins has inside sports. Cody, do you know what he's got shaking tonight? Yeah, he's got Mooner on it, uh, Rafi Torres as well, and Reed Clark from the Edmonton Stingers. There you go. Uh, okay, hold on a sec here. I might be able to have the answer here for you. Uh, the Oilers and the Hawks ended up with 69 goals total as Edmonton uh, won that one. Edmonton had to have had more than 40 goals. They might have had 47. Might have been 47 goals in that series. So Reed's got inside sports night. We're back tomorrow with a preview of the Oilers and the St. Louis Blues and regular Friday contributors to the show for Mid-City Construction Management, Elliot Friedman, and from Horse Racing Alberta, Jeff Robillard and the gang at Horse Racing Alberta, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen Nye from 3 to 6. Uh, back at you tomorrow at noon. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.